G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is week one in the books of the fantasy season and we are breaking down all the action with all the waiver wire additions for your teams. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to shot! Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life! Everything's basketball! G'day everyone, uh, my name is Mitchell Casey and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Back after a week off, uh, I've, ha- I've had my holiday and I'm joined once again by the guru himself, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Mitchie. Uh, the fantasy season has finally begun. Yes. Uh, it's, a big, it's been a big week. Week one is now over. Uh, so yes, exciting times. I'll say it again. Time, exciting times. T- time to overreact. Let's let's all panic. Let's let's make trades. Let's do all this sort of shit. Let's go. The season has started. But uh, it, on a serious note, um, lots lots to digest. Lots of information coming at us hard and fast since the start of the season. Um, if you haven't already, I know I said it already, but make sure you're following us on Twitter because that's where we're going to be posting the most up to date information. Uh, even though we haven't had a sh- we didn't have a show last week, I was very active on Twitter. So if you want our advice, ask us a question, hit us up over there or on Instagram as well. Uh, handle should be on the screen on YouTube or um, just hit us up on there. So we are going through today the waiver wire additions um, after week one. We've obviously had a lot of time to digest this information. Um, we're going to go through uh, 10 and 12 team leagues because they're probably the most common leagues we get. And this is going to be more directed towards uh, category leagues. However, there will be some points league uh, information relevant in this podcast as well. So um, let's get started, stuck straight into it. Uh, some of these names are fairly obvious, so we'll go through them fairly quickly. Some of them may be left so. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on the 10-team leagues first. Uh, real quickly, Callum, Mo Bamba, must-own player. He's owned by 84% of teams in Yahoo, so most of you would have him on your team, but just want to reiterate the fact that you know, going into the season, we weren't too sure what was going to happen with him, but it looks like he's starting next to Wendell Carter. He looks like he might be a beast as long as he's getting those minutes. Uh, must roster player. What, what do you have to say about Mo Bamba? Um, look, I drafted him. I'm happy I got him in, in our draft, Mitchie. Um, I was very high on him. I feel like he was a bit low in the preseason. He ended up at 99. Um, he probably started around the maybe 120, 130 range, and he yeah. did slowly creep up. I, I think it's worthwhile. Um, we know the blocks there. The, the biggest stat line for him is the 30 and a half minutes played per game. Yeah. Um, I was looking at Wendell Carter, who's putting up 27 minutes a game, um, a little bit less, and they're kind of proving that they can play together just because Murray hits those threes. It gets about 1.8 a game um, with his 1.8 blocks. That, that's the value. That's the fantasy value itself. One steal a game, which has been helpful, um, and eight rebounds as well. So yeah. he's, in terms of big man, he's putting up kind of like the unicorn status. Yeah, he's he's putting up some big stats, and we knew that would happen as long as he got the minutes. I will, I'll put a little flag out there, red flag, um, we haven't had John Isaac play yet, um, and we also haven't had Chuma Okiki play yet as well. So two guys that might be taking some power forward minutes, and at the moment they are starting Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba together. So there is a scenario where maybe he does lose minutes, but 
the fact that he's already playing 30 minutes a game, even if he's playing 24 minutes a night, he's still worth rostering. Um, so you've still got a bit of room to fall there. And it might not even go that way. It might be Wendell Carter Jr. that sort of um, loses out. So uh, absolute master roster player. Let's move on. He's pretty obvious. 84% owned. So most of you would have him. Let's talk Chris Duarte, who's the second guy on the list here. In 70% of teams on Yahoo at the moment, um, we have had news that uh, Karis Levert is getting close to returning. Um, but for now, I think Chris Duarte is definitely a must-roster uh, player in all leagues. What are your thoughts on the rookie uh, Duarte? I know you're a, a dynasty uh, manager of, of Duarte. You're pretty happy with yourself? Yeah, look, old man Duarte, um, he's putting in some work, man. Hits those threes. I think his uh, first game was pretty impressive. 27 points yeah. on six threes. Uh, and he was shooting from everywhere. He, he's getting you know a steal every game outside of his last one, this one against Milwaukee. I think the defensive stats will also be there. He's pretty consistent that end. Um, I, I am a bit worried, though, when TJ Warren or um, or the Karis LeVert do come back. Yeah. Um, I guess that is the concern. His minutes, will he get, go to a bench roll? Maybe um, it's undecided. So at, at this point, you could even potentially you could add him to a sell high list or, or something like that. But I like him. I think he's definitely worth drafting until until um, he, he, we, we know what's happening with those other two. Yeah, and I'm, I would still even continue to hold once one of them comes back, especially, you know, with Karis LeVert coming back. I think TJ Warren is a bit unsure. We don't really know what's going on there. Um, but, you know, you've got Holiday also in the, the starting lineup there, and I think he's probably more likely to get um, Das Boot before... Uh, Duarte does because he's been playing fewer minutes. Duarte's been playing like heavy minutes. I know they've had a couple of overtime games, so but he's had a few games where he's played 40-plus minutes. So uh, it's pretty ridiculous over there in Indiana at the moment with the minutes, but uh, with a few overtime games, that will do that to you. But he's getting, he's getting a very healthy run. He's putting up points, putting up threes, decent assists, uh, decent steals, like you said. So um, I wouldn't, as soon as Levert back, don't drop him straight away. Continue to hold on to him and just see how it plays out because he is looking good. And we knew that his fantasy game translated pretty well from college to the NBA. So this isn't necessarily a huge surprise. The, the chips have just fallen his way early in the season and, and maybe he can keep a hold of the job. So don't drop him as soon as those guys are back. The next guy on the list here, uh, I was very surprised, only owned in 67% of leagues, uh, Will Barton. Uh, we obviously had a uh, concerning Nikola Jokic injury today. Um, don't know if it's too serious, but Will Barton should be owned everywhere. He is someone who is just going to give you... The, the upside is not super high, but he's just going to give you solid points, threes, assists, steals are going to be okay. So uh, I think there's no reason that he should be sitting on any waiver wires at the moment. What are your thoughts on Barton? Uh, I think Will Barton's always just been one of those guys to, to own when, he, when he's actually healthy. And, and he's, he always has a, a nagging injury. But look, right now he's healthy, so just pick him up. He was in the wave wave. He's worth owning. I wouldn't rely on him to fill your spot for the whole year. So be hesitant there. Yeah, look, I don't think he's, yeah, like I said, low, lower upside than, than some of these other guys, but definitely someone who's he, he could be around that like 100 rank mark come the end of the season. So um, in, in 10 team leagues, that's, you know, basically nearly a starting roster spot. Um, so definitely should be owned at 67%. That means he is floating around on a few of those teams out there. So make sure, double check if he's on your waiver wire and, and pick him up because, you know, he's at least the third in line with usage and scoring behind uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic. And, you know, we'll talk about it in another pod soon, but Michael Porter Jr., you know, the numbers aren't looking good and Will Barton is picking up some of the slack. So um, make sure he's on your roster. Let's talk about uh, a guy that I actually noticed that in our league, you, you have, uh, you've dropped him uh, in our league. 
Daniel Gafford. Um, I think he should be owned. Do you do you disagree with me? Obviously, you've you've dropped him now. It might be a statistical need on your team, but I think in general he should be on most teams, uh, or basically every team in in a ten team league. Um, I think he's only really a stream blocker, uh, which is obviously handy. You don't get a lot of those. You can get the field goal, yes, but I mean, is he shooting much? He's putting up five shots a game on a sixty nine percent, so that's not going to affect you hugely positively. So. It look, for blocks, yeah, 2.3, it's delete. Um, I think it is somewhat sustainable as well until we see um, maybe a return from some of the bigs out in, in yeah. Washington. Um, but as I said, block streamer, sure, go for it. I think I think he can be a little bit more than that. I think at worst he's a block streamer, but the blocks they're they're coming in high volume and it's hard to find there. It's 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 enough blocks that it can swing a match up fairly substantially. And he's doing it in very limited minutes. I think it's something like 22 minutes. You might have the stats in front of you, but um, the minutes are low. So there is further upside for it to, you know, say one game if Montrose Harrell's in foul trouble or whatever. They like the matchup of him staying out there longer. Then he's got even higher upside to get more of those points, rebounds, field goal percentage to have a bigger impact. Um, so I, I do think that Gafford is worth owning and his, his upside is probably uh, up there, uh, probably outside of Mo Bamba, upside with the highest of the players we've mentioned so far um, if the minutes do increase. And he doesn't need a lot to still be still be valuable in the, the categories that he, he adds to. Um, let's move on to the next player uh, in 10-team league, Sadiq Bey. This is a, a player that I, I've got a fair bit of stock in for some reason in a lot of teams. Um, but he's been very solid, um, putting up a lot of points, rebounds, and um, getting a lot of usage on Detroit. Obviously, Jeremy Grant was out last game. But um, I think he, he's rostered as 75% of leagues. I think that should be much higher. Basically, nearly every league should have Sadiq Bay on our roster. What are your thoughts on uh, on Bay over in Detroit? Yeah, I've been pleasantly uh, kind of surprised with Sadiq Bay. He's putting up 18 points a game. I wasn't too sure if that was going to if you get that high. I was thinking more like a 15 point kind of guy. Um, even those threes are low. I could even see that coming yeah. back up. It's only 1.3, so there's definitely some stock there. I would expect his rebounds to come down. So maybe that does balance out. Right now, his rank, ranking is 58, which is uh, pretty wild. I would expect that to drop a bit. Cade Cunningham, obviously, will yeah. be on that team and will demand the ball a fair bit in the coming. He's meant to be back soon. So um, Sadiq Bey, yes, yeah, still will have a pretty good role in this offense. Maybe he can maintain the 18 points, in which case he should be ownable. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be around there, like 16, 17, 18 points a game. And, and like you said, the threes can definitely come up. To, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages three threes a game uh, this season because he, he likes to shoot, and that's his, that's his big value there. And the rebounds will be solid. There's not huge rebounders on this team. Um, yeah, so like you said, I, I think, yeah, he's probably not going to finish at like top 60 kind of level, but he should be around that 100 mark. And again, that's someone who definitely needs to be on every roster. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the big grizzly. Steven Adams, he's having a rejuvenated season. We talked about him in the preseason. I was a bit skeptical, but I think, I mean, he is rostered in 79% of leagues, but um, I think he definitely needs to be on rosters. Uh, be aware of the free throw percentage. It hasn't fixed itself, but um, yeah, he's looking really, really good, uh, which I am surprised to say. He's shooting 100% for the season for free throws. Uh, well, I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> he's that, not going to continue doing that. may have something to do with the, the current ranking of 31. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. But he's been balling. He has been killing it. I put the case forward a couple of pods ago about this is this is a good team. Finally, a team where he can actually maximize his rebounding and even his playmaking. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of off-ball stuff. He's always been with, you know, a Russell Westbrook who... um came in and crashed the boards for him or what the season before Zion. It's just not a good fit. This is a good fit for him. 
um, and, and he's putting up stats. I definitely think he, ha- he has to be ownable at this point. Um, I was thinking he might just be a rebound streamer, but if he can maintain the assists, uh, he could be an absolute steal. Uh, I'm skeptical about the assists. I mean, maybe it might have a little bit of a bump from what he has done historically, but I don't know if it's going to be at this rate. But um, yeah, obviously someone who needs to be owned, uh, especially if you're doing those big rebound numbers and, and other big men's stats. Let's talk about uh, the Aussie. Uh, a lot of talk about him on Twitter that I'm seeing. A lot of people were panicking early, um, but it, it's it's kind of been resolved recently in the last couple of games. But Josh Giddy, owned in 70% of leagues, needs to be owned everywhere. This man is going to get better as the season goes. He's going to have the longest leash in the NBA. Um, they're going to keep giving him big minutes. Uh, I think Josh Giddy needs to be owned everywhere. Um, talk to me about uh, Giddy the Aussie. Um, yeah, we, we kind of spoke about him on, on the last pod. He, he can fit a lot of builds. He can fit a punt three-point build, punt points. Um, and, and at this point, it looks like 41% field goal. He could also fit a, fit a yeah. punt field goal build. So, look, there's definitely builds out there. So, there's no reason he should be on the way for a while. Yeah. Um, firstly, his steals, and his steals have been really impressive. One and a half a game. Um, I, I'd like to think that he'd, he'd end up in the one point something. So, that's still yeah. positive. And the assists, four and a half. I don't expect that to go up. Rebounds at seven. That's what he was doing in the Australian league. You'd like to say he, he gets a bit of a bump in the points, um, but he definitely is ownable, even with what he's putting up now um, in those builds that I mentioned. Yeah, I, I can see those assists coming up over four and a half. I can see him getting closer to six uh, assists, especially towards the end of the year. We often see rookies get better as the season progresses. So um, his value will increase as the season goes on and he gets more accustomed to the NBA game. So uh, hold on to him. There's going to be rough times. There's going to be highs and lows with all rookies. Um, so just write it out. But I think that he is someone who's worthwhile owning because he's he's a good player, man. Like I, just watching him play today, he just looks like he 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 has the mind for the NBA, and and I think that that's something that's really underrated uh, when we're evaluating young prospects. Um, let's talk about these last three guys that I've got listed here are in way too fewer leagues, um, and I would actually. Apart from probably Mo Bamba and Will Barton at the top, I would say that these last three guys, maybe with the uh, without Maxi, but Desmond Bain and De'Anthony Melton, let's tackle them both together. Melton owned in 65% of leagues and Bain owned in 56% of leagues. Way too low. These guys are must-roster players. They are starting, both of them. Yes, we might get uh, Dylan Brooks coming back in later, but you just worry about that later. These guys are putting up great stats at the moment. Uh, I know you were more Team Bane. I was more Team Melton. Looks like we're both winners. They're, they're both putting up good stats. So uh, get them onto your rosters if they're on the way, in the way, on the waiver wire, I should say. Yeah, uh, look, I'll put the, the argument up for Bane because uh, he was more my guy. He He's killing it. Steals 1.3, um, almost 20 points a game. By Desmond Bain, shooting pretty well. He's almost at three three-pointers a game as well. If you care about turnovers, it's only 1.7. There's so many positives here. That's why he's currently ranked at 42. Um, pretty pretty wild to think that only 50%, 56% rusted. Um, the one concern that you can have for him and Melton is the return of Brooks. Um, you, both of them are putting up 30 minutes a game. Uh, you'd think that, I guess, one of them would take a hit when, when that does happen. Yeah, well, look, I think... In my opinion, I think Bain is more likely to stay in the starting lineup, but I think there's going to be enough minutes to go around for both of them to still be valuable. And, you know, maybe Brooks is the one that takes a hit because they're playing really well. Um, you know, they're in a lot of these games and obviously it's working well with Jar. And um, to, to piggyback off your, your Bain comments, I'll go through Melton's stats. He's, he's putting up, 
you know, 18 points, you know, five rebounds, nearly three assists, a steal, nearly four threes a game. He's shooting really well in the field goal percentage. Now, that's going to come down, but he's a decent field goal percentage guy from a guard position, and those steals can also be higher as well. Um, and, and we haven't seen any blocks from, blocks from him yet, and he's a decent blocker from uh, the guard position. So he's currently at the 35th-ranked player on Yahoo in nine-category leagues in 30 minutes. So... Um, there's a lot of lot of room for him to fall. You know, even if he gets worse, like if he if he loses five minutes a game, um, you know, he's still going to be a top 100 player in my opinion. So I think both of these guys need to be on every single roster if they're on your waiver wire. So if they are, stop what you're doing, go pick them up, resume this video, and then and then uh, thank us later. Uh, let's talk about the last guy on this list for 10 team leagues, and that is Tyrese Maxey. Um, he is starting for the 76ers. Obviously, Ben Simmons' situation. Still don't know what's going on there. Um, and until that is resolved, or until there's a trade, Tyrese Maxey needs to be on every roster, only in 62% of leagues on Yahoo. So um, what, what are your thoughts on Maxey? Yeah, kind of similar to that line to the other guys. You get 14, 4, and 3. Um, just that's that line itself is, is pretty good. Look, the defensive stuff isn't quite there, but the turnovers have been pretty awesome. Um, and look, the field goal you'd like to think will come up. He's taken about 13 attempts a game, so that is hurting you a bit. Yeah. Um, so that is something to consider. Yeah, obviously not as not as high a priority as some of those other guys that were like Bain and Melton that we talked about, but still someone who is very valuable, especially um, if you can stomach the field goal percentage or if you're punting that category, which I know a lot of teams are out there. So he is definitely someone, 33 minutes a game, um, and I think that, that will stay that way while Ben Simmons is out. So definitely make sure that he is on your team if he's on the wire, uh, unless you sort of prioritize and get on those other guys that we talked about earlier. Let's talk about 12-team leagues. Now, I'm going to open up with this first guy who I think needs to be added in all 12-team leagues, and he is, of this list, uh, nearly one of the lowest owned, and it is Franz Wagner of Orlando Magic. 33% owned on Yahoo. Uh, What are we doing, guys? Wake up. This guy is putting up good stats. He's getting lots of minutes. Uh, He needs to be owned uh, on... 12-team leagues, and maybe potentially in some 10-team leagues if he, if he fits what you're looking for because uh, he's just contributing sort of across the board, um, getting 33 minutes a game, currently the 98th-ranked player. Um, you do have the concern of Okiki and Isaac coming back, similar to what we talked about with the other guys, but there's still no real timetable for either of those guys, so uh, you, can, you can hold on to him for a little while and just see how it plays out. Yeah, it's got to be a win-win. Uh, it's weird. There's no real hype going out about Wagner. He's not yeah. a flashy draft pick, um, but he's getting minutes and, yeah. and he was top 10 prospect. So there's definitely something there in terms of even if you just want to spend the dice on him, pick him up, see, see what happens um, in a few weeks. You could end up, surely maybe his stats will go up, maybe he'll get more points. Um, they might run it through him a bit more and get he'll get more assists because Suggs hasn't been that impressive recently. Maybe they do just run a few more plays for him. Um, I think he's definitely a good gamble. Just go for him. And he's put up stats already. Right now he's ranked 99 on Yahoo. Yeah. And, and like you said, he, he's just across the board. And he's someone like in college, it was the similar kind of stat set. It's like a steal. It's a block. It's a three. Solid rebounds. The assists will be there a little bit. Low turnovers. The percentages will be pretty solid. He, he's, a, he's got a good fantasy skill set. Um, and he's getting the minutes right away. So I think he's someone that you, qu- you can rely on. Um, and he's available in far too many leagues. I know I've picked him up in all of my 12-team leagues. I'm eyeing him down in a 10-team league um, with, with my current team. But at this stage, doesn't quite make the cut for what I'm looking for. Um, but on other teams, if, if you want that across-the-board sort of stat set, uh, then he is, he is worthwhile in 10-team leagues as well, I think. So um, definitely go have a look and see if Franz Wagner is available in your league. 
Let's talk about your boy, uh, Scotty Barnes, owned in 73% of leagues. Now, I've put him in the 12-team league uh, sort of ads. Can you convince me if he's a 10-team league ad as well? I think I can. I definitely think I can. He, he fits certain bills very, very well. Um, we, we know coming into the season that he didn't hit many threes. This guy's a great fit for a punt threes um, just because I, I do also think that the defensive stats will come. Um, we saw it at Summer League. Um, we saw it in the preseason where he get like the three block, three steal game. That hasn't happened yet. So I think right now, to some degree, those stats are all deflated. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is hurting him is the turnovers, and I think you just have to live with that a bit. Once again, if you do a punt turnover build, he's still a good fit just for the defensive stuff. Um, you, I, I think, look, the 25 and 13 game he had, second game of the season, you know, 65% from the field, I would expect some more like that. Um, so I think really you can only go up from here. Uh, right now he's ranked at 180, but that is because of the turnovers. Um, yeah. And, and I guess probably the defensive stats, which should balance out. Yeah. He does have some deficiencies in his game, which is which is why I've put him here in the 12-team league and not the 10-team league ads. Um, and also, I am concerned about the eventual return of Pascal Siakam, who is apparently training with the team at the moment. So he's getting closer to coming back, and so that will dent his minutes, where he's currently getting 34 minutes a night. Although I don't think he's going to come down too low. It looks like... Uh, a lot of those other guys might suffer more because he's playing really well. I really like what I'm seeing from him. But there are some clear holes in terms of no threes, uh, no steals, no blocks. The turnovers are high. The assists are actually lower than I thought they were going to be. Maybe they will come up, but they do have some good playmakers on that team. So um, I, I think in some builds, like a punt, uh, free throw, and punt threes build, you might be able to hold him in a 10-team league and, and hope that he improves. But uh, for the most part, I think he's more of a 12-teamer on a general sort of scale. Uh, but owned in 73% of leagues, that he might be out there for some of you guys. Let's talk about Jay Sean Tate on the Houston Rockets. Um, looks like he's their starting uh, three for the moment. Not the highest upside guy, but someone who I think definitely deserves a roster spot in most 12-team leagues. Yeah, I agree. He exploded in that second game, 16, 14, and 5. Uh, pretty crazy stats and good shootings as well. He hasn't missed the 3-3 yet, which is always a good sign. Um, small sample size. Yeah. But regardless, he's probably a bit – he's worth a fly just for the starting, um, 28 minutes a game. Um, you'd like to think that he does blossom a little bit. But, I, look, I think the shots won't really be there. So don't expect him to put up points. No. Um, I, I think you do have to realize that if you do take one. Yeah, he's more of like an outer position rebounder with a few defensive stats kind of guy that we're looking at. So um, I think that, yeah, like I said, not the highest ceiling, but someone who who probably deserves a roster spot somewhere. Um, and 70% owned, that could probably be a little bit higher. Let's talk about Ricky Rubio here. He has been inflated recently because Darius Garland has missed some time and he got a he got a start or two, um, but I think he is worth ro- rostering anyway, just because he does seem he was getting minutes in the high twenties anyway, or twenty five minutes a game within the games that um, Garland played, and in that time he's getting ten assists, eight assists, a steal per game. Um, the threes are here and there, so I think that that's valuable enough to be useful for a lot of teams. You, you can't find eight assists on the waiver wire, so um, it's it's a statistical need that that I think should be on most ro- uh, should be picked up in most leagues. Yeah, and then I kind of even just add him to your list, even if right now he's ranked 54, which is pretty wild. Yeah. But but I would also just keep in mind the whole Sexton thing. He, he Look, there's real rumors of him, him being um, traded. Yeah. And you could find that Rubio does end himself getting um, a starting role or, or more minutes itself. Right now he's putting up 28 minutes a game. The injury would help that case. But um, definitely someone even just keep an eye on regardless. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think there is a little bit of upside there, especially if one of those two guards go down. And like, but what what we've seen so far is there's only really three guards on this team that they want to play, and it's Sexton, it's Rubio, and it's Garland. So he's going to get a big chunk of minutes, even if it's off the bench. Let's talk about a couple of Clippers guys. Talking about Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe. Reggie Jackson owned at sixty three percent of leagues, and Eric Bledsoe at sixty percent of leagues. What are your what's your take on these guys? Who do you prefer, and do you think both of them are must rosters in twelve team leagues? Um, look, I wouldn't say must roster. I like I actually would say Bledsoe is. I'm going to say look, Bledsoe yes. Um, Jackson not quite yet. I'm not quite there for Jackson. Jackson, look, he can put up points and he can put up a little bit of assists. But that's probably all you're getting. So if you need that, sure, I guess you can get him. Um, his yep. field goal has been actually atrocious. So you, you would hope that that comes up. He's yep. been a guy that never, ever gets defensive stats, though. Yep. And, and that will always hurt him. That's why he's never been so high on draft boards for that very reason. And and that's where I come to Bledsoe. Bledsoe, I think, can bring back some of that defensive press. Um, averaging two steals a game, one block. Once again, small sample size. But he's been a guy who's been um, averaging in the high steals. He's been first team um, defense before. I like where he's, I think it's a good fit for him as well. You got Paul George, you got a lot of people to spread the court. He, he does like to attack the rim. I think this team is made for him. The stats he's putting up now, 13, he's put up like 13, five and five with good, with good defensive stuff. I, I like it. I think he's draftable. Um, yeah, I, look, I'm going to go the other way. And I, I, I think I like Reggie Jackson more than Eric Bledsoe. I think Reggie Jackson's got more to improve with that field goal percentage that you mentioned. What What is he shooting? Like 30% from like the field? Like 30%, yeah. Yeah, like that's disgusting. And and even with that, he's still the 153rd ranked player. So if that comes up even to like 40%, he's going from 15 points a game to like 18, 19 points a game. Um, so you're seeing a big boost there. And uh, like the assists are, are probably going to be higher. I think the minutes are going to be higher for Reggie than Bledsoe. I think he's just more featured on this team. I, I'm a bit of the mindset that Bledsoe, I could see his value evaporating pretty quickly. He's had a, a couple of good games. And then his most recent game, yeah, he had seven assists still. But it's, it's I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that this is the real Eric Bledsoe. Last year, he got plenty of minutes again. Yeah, it's a different team this year, but... I don't think he's improved that much just going from team to team for him to be like must have move heaven and earth to get him on your team. Look, sure, he's fine if you need some steals and assists, but uh, for example, I'd much rather Ricky Rubio um, and, and I'd probably prefer Reggie Jackson. Fair enough. I, look, I still, I'd still keep him on your wave while like keep, keep him there. Um, he's on fine. Your watch list, sorry. He's fine. Yeah, you can have him on your team. I just think that like he's not someone who I would, you know, say there's something else that happens in the next coming days. He'd be sort of one of your worst players. I would assume that you could easily drop and grab someone who's who's hotter uh, at, at that time. So, um, just wanted to say that for for Eric yeah, Bledsoe. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about Nerlens Noel. Obviously, he hasn't played a game yet, um, but 58% owned on Yahoo. He looks like he's getting close. He got the questionable tag for the most recent game. Didn't play, but that tells me he's getting closer. Um, Mitchell Robinson has been playing well, but he's still been fouling. So uh, Nerlens Noel, he could be getting minutes in the low 20s, and that's all he needs to get his blocks, get his steals, get his field goal percentage. The rebounds will be all right. Um, so I think he is someone that now is the time to go and add him and see what happens. What are, what are your thoughts on Nerlens? Yeah, I agree. Um, he's always just going to be a good backup anyway, just because the minutes are there. Um, th- this um, this bench as well in New York is really, really kind of loaded. Uh, I will mention that. They're, they're kind of playing Obi as their backup big. Um, so I think Nolan's obviously fits that role a bit more, the def- defense that Tom Tibbs loves. So, yeah, um, yeah um, still injured. He should be back, and he, he could be back next week. 
Yeah, and, and if you've got an IR plus sort of thing, you can just stash in there until then, or, or even at an IR spot, he's got the injury tag. So um, you can store him and then add, add someone else until he's ready to go. Um, I'm, I'm a bit down. I was higher on him before this injury, obviously. It's, it's come at a bad time because uh, Obi Toppin's actually looking like he's playing all right, and, and, and Mitch Robinson has sort of um, reestablished himself as that concrete starter, whereas I thought Nolans might be able to compete for him. But... It's a bit tough because you've missed the start of the season and, and the Knicks are, are doing all right. So, yeah, I'm not as high as him, on him as I was in the preseason, but I still think he's worthwhile just having a look and seeing how it plays out in the first few games. And if it's not there, then you can move on. But the upside is there with his permanent production. Um, let's talk about another big man in Precious Achua or Achua. Uh, owned in 54% of leagues. He looks like he's got the starting uh, roster spot. Um, over in Toronto, locked away, averaging 26 minutes a night at the moment. He's getting some decent rebounds, seems to be getting better by the game pretty much. Um, since the first game, he's been averaging at least 25 minutes plus. Um, so I think he's someone that is definitely can fill a role on a, on a fantasy roster. What's your thoughts on Precious? Yeah, I definitely think he's um, draftable. Right, right now, he hasn't really got many blocks. I think he that should come up. Um, I also think his field goal should come up as well. I, I I'm in a 10-team yeah. league right now, and I'm 100% considering him. I almost picked him up. So if it's 12-team leagues, I definitely yeah. would be picking him up. I think the ceiling um, is pretty high for him this season. Yeah, it, I think I think you're right. In, in looking at what can improve, the field goal percentage can definitely improve. Um, we can also see those steals, assists, and blocks come up. I think they can be a little bit higher. His passing has impressed me a little bit, um, just watching him. Hasn't converted to assists just yet, but I think there is scope for that to come up. Um, I will flag, again, the Pascal Siakam return may hurt his minutes in the future. We'll see how it all unfolds. But it looks like, um, you know, it's probably going to be him that stays in the starting lineup over someone like a Ken Birch uh, or or a Chris Boucher from the looks of things. So they're probably more the ones that are going to get hurt from his return than than Precious and Scotty Barnes. Um, But it still might affect him a little bit. Uh, let's move on to a few guys. Um, I've added them into this list. I don't necessarily think that they're all must-roster players, but I wanted to have a bit of a chat with you, Cal, about what you think about these guys um, and whether or not you would add them in a 12-team league or, or what, where you think their value is at the moment um, with the last few guys just being a few streamers. Um, I'll talk about Cam Reddish first, owned in 50% of leagues. He's The man's hot at the moment. What are we doing with Cam Reddish? Are we are we adding him and just seeing how it happens, uh, or are we ignoring this and just expecting it to come down? Or do you think that this is what he's going to do? He is fifty percent rostered, so uh, people are jumping on the bandwagon. Twenty percent in the last day. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Come, he's come up a lot in the last twenty four hours. So they are jumping on it. I, I personally would probably be a little bit more hesitant. I uh, give it a bit more time just because he's coming off the bench. Um, I don't know what. I, he could be in a week-to-week. You could have some low weeks. Um, and look, the steals, he had three steals last game. That could be kind of maximizing his stats and, and not really being a true, um, you know, depend on what he's actually going to do for the whole season. So I'm a little bit hesitant for now. But look, he's promising. Definitely watch this player. Yeah, I think I think if you've got like trash on the end of your roster and you just want to like see what happens, then there's, there's no harm in just adding him and just hope crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. I think I tweeted out that he's worth a speculative ad, in my opinion. 
I don't expect him to continue shooting this well um, and getting the amount of shots that he does because this Hawks team is deep, man. Like they, They've got a lot of guys, especially on the wings. So uh, any night, it could be someone else. So I'm not expecting this to be better. But he's a young player, so maybe he's just improved a lot in the offseason and, and now he starts to feature. That That's a possibility. We can't rule that out. But I'm hedging my bets that that's not the case. But in case I'm wrong, if you, like like you said, uh, grab someone, grab him if you've got someone trash to to, to um, drop. Otherwise, watch list, see if you can keep it up for another couple of games. Uh, but by then, it might be too late. So see, see how you go. And of course, he's just going to be a threes and points kind of player. So the defensive stats, the assists, those things are not ever really going to be there. Um, let's talk about the next guy, Terrence Mann, another clipper here. What are your thoughts on Terrence Mann? We did highlight him in the preseason as a bit of a deep, uh, like a deeper sleeper kind of player. Um, he's played some good games, averaging 31, oh, sorry, 30 minutes a game, bang on. 67th ranked player at the moment, although that might be due to um, some efficiency and low turnovers, which you know does boost your value a fair bit. What are your thoughts on Terrence Mann as a, as a player for 12-team leagues? Um. I'd still say um, probably a waiver wire watch list kind of guy. Um, I haven't quite seen it. I thought he was kind of like a six-man role, um, but I don't know. I, he had one shocker and two really good games. I mean, the 13-5-5 yeah. five, five with four steals is pretty awesome. Um, I think there is more of a scoring upside with his game, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I'm still not completely sold in 12-team leagues. Look, I guess it's worth a flyer. Ten, ten teams, I wouldn't look at him yet. Yeah, I think I think I've got him in one of my leagues. I'm just sort of seeing how it goes. He sort of has been doing okay. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not as convinced with him as compared to someone like a Franz Wagner or even like a Reggie Jackson. I know Reggie Jackson's probably going to be featured more in the offense. Um, I think the return of um, Batum hurts him, but although I think we, we saw that Marcus Morris is also out with knee soreness. Um, so they're, they're sort of looking at that. So that might help him again. So I think that he's going to get plenty of minutes. I actually think he might even get more minutes than Eric Bledsoe this season. Um, and so for that reason, I'm still optimistic. And I think, again, similar to Cam Reddish, if you've got someone trash at the end of the roster spot with not much upside, I'd take a swing on Terrence Mann and just see how it goes because... Um, yeah, like you said, I think there's more scoring upside to this. He he had a what was it, a 38 point game in the playoffs last season, so we know he's got a bit of scoring in him. Uh, right now, he's not he dropped 40, dropped 40 and Rudy. Yeah, there you go. So he he can score, and he hasn't been he's been taking seven shots a game so far. So I, I would expect that to increase, um, hopefully, especially if like a Morris or someone else is out. But we'll we'll see. Um, someone who I am keeping an eye on, um, if not adding, if I've got someone trash. And let's talk about these last two on the Bucks. I think these guys are probably more streamers for points and threes. Grayson Allen owned in 20% of leagues and Pat Connaughton in 29% of leagues. Uh, both are ranked fairly high at the moment, but uh, obviously you've got Dante DiVincenzo who's out at the moment. Um, and I think, like, you, like I said, I think they're just specific kind of need fillers only. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I agree. I, I'd actually even consider having Allen on my team, but you have to realize you will be dropping him. I think DiVincenzo will steal the minutes and yeah. steal the starting role from him. Yeah, even if he doesn't steal the starting role, like he'll just add into that kind of thing and it'll be just like this timeshare mix and everyone will lose out. So yeah, like you said, just be aware of that. Um, but at the moment, you know, he's he's playing twenty, nearly 29 minutes a night, the 62nd ranked player on Yahoo, um, and 2.83s is useful. 
And this is why I always say, like, threes are so easy to get off the wire. You can grab some of these guys like this or a Patty Mills or whatever, and, and you can get good value out of them. Uh, what about uh, Pat Connerson? Um, yeah, Pat Connerson, I think the exact same scenario. Um, exact same prototypical, this gets threes. Can you, no turnovers. Um, so I think that does beef them up in the rankings. Both of them are, like, top 60 players, which is pretty wild. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd expect that to come down. Yeah, the, the the rankings at the moment are always so wacky, so um, don't don't put too much stock into those. They will settle out in the coming weeks. Um, but that will do it for us today, guys. Uh, let us know in the comments any other players that you're considering adding, who you should drop for any of these players. Um, always we'll try to get to those questions uh, in the comments or hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram and let us know what you thought. Give the video a thumbs up if you can. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be keeping up these videos throughout the season to help you win your fantasy leagues. Catch us later. Bye.